Welcome to Working Mom Hour. Oh, fuck. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Working Mom Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Madeline. We're working moms, business partners, and friends with kids at different ages and stages. We know moms tend to get more done in an hour than the average human, yet are often misunderstood and underappreciated in the workplace. We are here to shine a light on the working mom experience to help ourselves and others step into and advocate for the superpower. We are not experts. We're two women who have been there and are still there, kids, clients, and all. Join us as we cultivate more joy in working motherhood at the corner of calm and chaos. Okay, I have a frother question. Like I haven't, like, I just got my first frother. So what frustrates me is that if I'm going to froth and it's not going to fall out of the mug, I can only have like half a mug of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I know what you're saying. Do you froth like just the milk? Like I froth the whole drink, but should I just be frothing a portion of the liquid? I do both. So I I have an espresso that I got as a gift and they bought me, the person who bought it for me bought me like a frother that you pour okay. the milk in and push a button and it does it for you. And then you pour it on top. And then oh, I have okay. the frother that's the stick that you stick in. Yeah, yeah. And then you have one. to like angle it in special angles to get it to like really froth up. Yeah. Which is the one that you bought. And I do the whole drink for that one. Yeah, me too. But ends up spilling over the edge. So I just like froth and then I clean up my counter and my mug and then walk upstairs. <laughs> Maybe froth separately. See if that works yeah. for you. Yeah. We will have to. It's just a whole nother dish. It's, it's fine. There are worse things in life. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck frothy. All I wanted was a luxurious cup of coffee. From my $30 one ounce blue powder shit that I bought that I, I just want the whole experience to be delivered to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that is funny. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to tell you is that I feel like I've been on this year-long quest for better brows, and I feel like I've found the – like, I've found my mix. Okay, please do share. That's no, something you can them. keep to yourself. Your eyebrows? I know. No, I wish I had my products. I didn't oh. think that I would ever <laughs> talk about products on this podcast, but alas, here we are. After several, like – couple hundred dollar like Sephora like I've just been trying all the things and I think it's the Anastasia brow duo and like the special like little angled brush with like the spoolie at the end uh-huh and so I like regularly tint but tint my brows and then so they're already tinted but it's I have more brow than like I I tint and so then I do the the powder And then I use the Anastasia Brow Freeze, like combing them up. And it kind of stays. Like I have to do – since we work from home mostly, I usually like do it again halfway through the day, which is just like for fun anyways. But I feel like I've I've figured it out. I really thought like the colored gels, like the boy brow I liked for a while. But I just think that the powder is better and like more precise. I'm going to have to try the powder because I use – the same brand, okay. but the crayon with the other end okay. spoolie. 
And okay. then I have the brow freeze, which I have not figured out. I feel like I look like a character from the Muppets when <laughs> I try to do it. It doesn't work well for me. But then on top of it, I use the stuff that you recommended, the um the boy the tint- brow. Yeah, yeah, the boy brow. Yeah. So I'll do that on top. But I'm always looking for something for these brows. I've not had them professionally taken care of since we moved from Baltimore. No, I mean, but I, I haven't either. But I also feel like I'm in, I'm in this phase where I want like every hair, like everything, anything that can grow. I'm just like, just let it be. Because like we spent so many years like taking out all of our eyebrow hairs and now we want it all back. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Please keep growing. Yeah. I know. That is really funny. Ellie is starting to ask me questions about hair removal. Oh, she is? Tell me more. Like what specific area? Legs are a topic of conversation now. I have a very good friend that she looks as as like a cool mom. Mm -hmm. So she tends to be able to read me and what I'm trying to tell Ellie. And then she steps in and she's like, Ellie, let me tell you, (laughs) when you start shaving your legs – then what comes in is harder, darker, it doesn't feel as nice, like wait as long as you can. And then she started talking about her like eyebrows and telling a story of how she had to hide plucking her eyebrows from from her mother when she was younger. And so then Ellie was like, cool, cool. All right, I'll wait as long as I can. I don't want that. So she tells her the exact same stuff that I do. And it resonates. Yeah. Because she's that's a, a good she's, friend. She's a good mom. Yeah. She's the cool mom. So anything that I need to like plant to Ellie, I'll just call her up and that's she's like, awesome. Ellie. I was thinking the other day. <laughs> good, good. I thought it was amazing that Lakeisha, who we interviewed the other day, was saying that her 17-year-old daughter wanted her to come with her to her Brazilian wax. Yes. I would have never asked my mother. I still would probably never tell my mother that I do that. No. No. <laughs> I like really amazing like, that she can cultivate that like safe space. Her whole philosophy on looking at your kids and thinking about the relationship you want to have with them as adults is huge mm-hmm. because you only have them until 18 and then they're adults the rest of this time with you. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought about it from that perspective. And I really appreciated that. And I want that type of relationship. You hear parents say all the time, and and she wasn't saying that she was her daughter's friend, but she always had sort of the hat of when my daughter's older, what's our relationship going to look like? And you hear folks say, you know, you're not supposed to be their friends. You're their parent. But I don't think it's that hard and fast. I think you can be both because She's asking her mother to do things that she would ask a friend to do with her, but she trusts her mother more than said friend. And that yeah. was what I was like, that's what I want. I want my daughter to trust me more than she trusts her friends. We don't have to be friends, but trust me more than you trust your friends. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, I, I can envision that dynamic shifting. Like as your kids get older, if we can start to treat them as little adults or little like independent humans they are and trust them to like, they're making their own decisions every day. I don't have to make their decisions for them till they're 18 because then they're just not set up for the entering the real world on their own. So I hope I can be after I'm a, I'm going to always be a parent, but after I'm a household parent, I right. hope to be like a trusted friend. Like I kind of want to hang out with my yes. kids when they're yes. adults. Like I want to be, I want to, I want to want to hang out with them. Yes. My 
old business partner and mentor, I would say it all the time. We worked with his daughter and then his kids, and now they have their own business. And I used to say to him all the time, you know, you are my ultimate goal. I want my kids to have all of the opportunities in the world and still say, I just want to hang out with you. I just like Mm -hmm. being with you. I want to work with you. I want to learn from you. Like that is the ultimate dream and goal is to, you know, have your kids still like you when they're older. I mean, I know for a fact my kids are going to be on a therapist's couch for something that just didn't all resonate in the moment. Yes. All of Right. In the same way we are. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing the best that they can. But I want them to want to be around me. So interestingly, <laughs> no, I, I get that. But in- interestingly, my dad would always say, like, I want to raise – So I grew up in Minnesota. There's four. I'm the youngest of four kids. And my dad would always say, I want to raise kids who want to fly the nest. And I always liked that. And not like we're running away from them, but like we're ready to go take on the world, like explore the world. And we all went to different states for college. My sisters went to Marquette in Milwaukee and we went to, my brother and I went to Xavier in Cincinnati. And like, I wanted to leave. So it's hard to know what the right thing is. Right. I always respected that. And I also see the other side, like wanting your kids to go closer or, or or not even necessarily trying to influence them in that way, but wanting them to want to be close. Right. Well, I think close emotionally and physically are probably two different things. Like you wanted yeah. to fly the nest because you felt safe enough to do so and confident enough in yourself to do so versus wanting to fly the nest because you just cannot stand being at home. Mm-hmm. There are too many restrictions, too many boundaries, too many rules, too you know, too much is being controlled. Mm-hmm. So I think there are two different closeness. Yeah, you know, I'm like feeling that, and feel you're like bringing up emotions for me. So yeah, <laughs> I feel. I think that it could have been. It could have been that because it was a pretty strict household. So like in some ways it prepares you to go, like get out of here so you can go live your life and be free. Right. Right. Now I will say my dad was really good at detaching from the control. You know, he, once we were gone, we were, we were gone and he, he'd teach us how to do our taxes and then connect us with an accountant. <laughs> like, I want you to learn this right? and then right. go hire someone to do it because it's going to be better in the long run. And like, so like equipping us to, to yeah. leave, but yeah. Yeah. I think you make a good point. Yeah. I mean, there's I, no right own, answer. No, no, no right answer. I know just by watching other people, like when I went to college, there were the kids that just every weekend wanted to be home. And I had a very, I was the oldest. So I had younger sisters at home. Like when I went home, rules still existed. I, you know, would go back in time and be a young child again when I went home. And that was just the way that our house was structured. You know, my mom wasn't staying up late so that I could go out. Like I had to be home. I had a curfew and, you know, shit happened in her mind after 10 p.m., And she probably Mm -hmm. wasn't wrong, but I didn't want to be in that environment anymore. I didn't want to go backwards. And that's often what it felt like after I left Mm -hmm. for college that I was, I was going backwards. Like reverting. Yeah. Reverting back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I came back and, and the, the same chores applied. 
even though uh, I didn't live there. And, yeah. you know, I just, I, I, once I had a taste of freedom, I enjoyed it and I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't look back. No, I was the same way. So it'll be a yeah. fine line because I don't, you know, I want my kids to want to be home. I do. And I feel that way now we've not hit puberty just yet. So I might have a very different feeling. And maybe that's why we are all created this way. We're like, you have your puberty years where the parents are like, all right, fine, get the fuck out of here. Go. My- <laughs> You're I, not cute yeah, anymore. That's a really good point. Like I remember my oldest sister just like yelling at the top of her lungs with my parents, like getting in screaming matches. And then I was, I was the youngest. And I remember my dad saying like, I thought, I thought it would get easier with each kid, but I think you were harder because you did not react. Like what Alice would scream at, I would not have a reaction to. So so they found that challenging too. I think we have a road ahead of us. But you're still, we're both still in the like snuggle phase. Yes. Like our kids yeah. want to hang out with us. Yeah. You're approaching so I can't a imagine new phase, them. But- I can imagine them leaving because I do love being around them so much. But I'm seeing little glimpses with Ellie as she nears, you know, turning 11 next week actually there's little shit that she does that I actually, it, it makes me smile on the inside because I can relate to where she's coming from, but it, Joe hits the ceiling. It's like nails on a chalkboard <laughs> because she would rather swallow nails than recover or admit she was wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, consequences are hard in our family. We've not figured consequences out yet. We try, but we will try to take something away. Her her most prized possession right now is her iPad. So we'll take her iPad away, but she then will do this nonchalant, all right, okay, I don't need yeah. it anyway. I'm yes. cool. I don't want it anyway. And Joe's like, oh, this is this is this is not good. I'm like, you gotta let her just the get that out. Lots of control. Yes. Uh-huh, yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And eventually, we're still at a place where I will look at her and say, I'm not gonna yell. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk away from the situation. And later, hours later, usually she'll come in and she'll double hug me at night. She'll give me a hug. She's like, I just want to give you a hug. Good night. Give me a hug. And then she'll go back to her room and then she'll come back and she's like, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean sweet. it. I'm like, all right, come back in for, for a hug. That's but really the two, the two's starting big time, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. We also had our first suitor show up at our house. What? Tell me more. <laughs> show up at your house. <laughs> On Monday, we were all playing basketball as a family. The kids started basketball okay. this year, and they're loving it. So we all started just a pickup game outside on our driveway, and there was a Loy. I haven't seen him before, but he rode by once on a bike and was like making these noises. And I look over at Joe and I look over at Ellie and Ellie turns bright red. And I was like, that was weird. Like it wasn't even like a a whistle or a call or like a, hey, Ellie, it was like a weird noise that he was making. So I was like, Like, maybe. No, not, it wasn't even, it wasn't even something. It was like, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to do it. But it was like a weird, like animal type noise. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we went down the street and I saw him turn around and come back and make the same noise when he came by our driveway. And Joe was like, what the fuck is this kid's problem? (laughs) And it hit me at that moment what his problem was. But I sort of just watched Joe. He did it two more times. And then I watched it hit him, what was happening. And 
I look at Ellie and I was like, do you know that boy? And she goes, yes. And I said, what is that boy doing? What's that noise? And she goes, oh, it's this noise he makes in class and it makes my spine twitch and he knows I hate that noise. And I was like, that's what I thought. And Joe just was holding his breath. He's like, I am not ready for this. I am not ready for this. (laughs) And so he wanted to do something that was like embarrassing. And I looked at him and I was like, you want to know the quickest way to get your daughter to stop talking to you about this kind of shit? It's embarrass her in front of Mm -hmm. a boy. And he's like, I'm not ready for her to love me less. (laughs) (laughs) Like giving away as if giving. Yes. You're not walking her down the aisle. It's a kid that's making a weird animal noise at her. This is just the first time that both of them are like, I think I have feelings that I have no idea what they mean and weird noises are coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Oh, it was really, really funny. So we were out to dinner last night and I was telling his friend the story and he immediately on Amazon bought this book called Strong Dad, Strong Daughters or something to that effect. And it's like a Mm -hmm. self-help looking book with this like dad holding his daughter above (laughs) his head. And if you know my friend, like he would not ever buy a book like this. And he has a young daughter too. And he's like, I just might as well buy two. I'm that scared. I'm just going to buy two. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. That is funny. I know. I know. We're there. We're there. Yeah, for sure. I've been running from nine to five, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let me sure I was thinking this was the way to go and you put up your puppet show I say cheers to life no I'll be no good man's